Holman, one second. got to play the score real quick. Well, maybe it's a good time for me to mention that uh, parents with small children listening uh, might want to be aware that this particular talk is intended for a, a more mature audience. I mean, don't you think so? Uh, not at all. Oh, no. This is G-rated? Did you already play that one? You can I mean, play a new one? I mean, like 25 episodes ago. Yeah, but we have the same listeners today that we did 25 episodes ago. Are you saying that we haven't grown our audience at all? No, no, no. I'm just saying that we've grown, but there's mostly people that were here who mm. will remember that. So what you're saying is those audience members would say... Dude, that was painful. Now, I don't think they'd say it was painful. Oh. Would they say... This place blows. Yes, that's <laughs> the one. Right there. What's wrong with my bell? My bell is touching the... Because you're slamming it. You just no, you can't was, slam uh, the it bell. Was up against this uh, headphone <sighs> cable and it deadened it. Do you think Look. our do you think our listeners will say uh <laughs> No, that's us. <laughs> that's you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when I'm talking about um Oh, anything. Yeah, anything. That's what when when you're talking about uh, uh Rod Hall, th- th- here's what they hear. <laughs> no, that's what you hear. <laughs> a lot of that. Uh-huh, that's what I hear mm-hmm. when you talk about uh, exotics mm-hmm. and um, <laughs> yeah, and uh, cars. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then you're like, hey, I um, <laughs> exactly. yeah, I don't even know what you said because I tuned you out already. Oh, no, really? Yeah, that a, hurts that's me. That's a really good one, though. It is a good one. I'm sorry. What did you say? <laughs> <laughs> no, that wasn't it. <laughs> Truck Show Podcast. My name is Lightning. He's Holman. And on this particular show. But is your show, name really Lightning? No, it's Jay. Right. You're, you, your nickname's Lightning. But the, why would I say, hey, uh, my nickname's Lightning. <laughs> His name's Sean Holman. I mean, my name's actually my name. Yours not your name. Do you want me to ditch lightning? I don't. Oh. What are you insinuating? Yes. Yes. Why? I don't know. Well, then we'd have to change our stickers and T-shirts that no one has. <laughs> Nobody has them. They wouldn't <laughs> right. notice. Well, but it says it on the logo on oh, you know Spotify and so, Pandora and yeah, and, but nobody listens to Google the show Play anyway. Store and iTunes. Check this out. Uh, I'm gonna. Give our SoCal listeners, actually not just our SoCal listeners, mm-hmm. our listeners that want to make the trek to SoCal. Yeah. <laughs> Were you saying something? No, no. Oh, okay. No, I, thought, I'm listening. I, I thought that was you. Yeah. We are going to have a, uh, a listener meetup. Oh, it's finally happening. Yeah, we're, we're going to hand out uh, the old logos that say Lightning and Holman on stickers and t-shirts to people in person. The old logo? Yeah. What, what are you saying? The old what? logos that say Lightning and Holman on them. And the new... Logo says... Uh, it's going to say with Holman and Lightning, but the reason you're going to be second is so when I off you, it'll uh-huh. be easy to remove those with maybe a piece of electrical tape, uh-huh. and there won't be any weird spacing on the logo. So if you want a shirt, then you have to come to Four Sons Brewery in Huntington Beach, California on I July 31st, which is I, Saturday. I don't feel good about this. About giving shirts and stickers off to I our feel awesome g- listeners I and meeting like people? This is my goodbye party. No, no, no. You, you've, you know, I don't have a budget for anybody new, so you're safe for a little while. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. I'll let you do the handing out of the shirts. July 31st, that's a Saturday, yeah. at Four Sons Brewery in Huntington Beach, California. Yeah. You should come down and hang out with us. I plan to. It and might be my last show. If you don't come down, I'm just going to sit there and drink some Nightmare on Gothard Street by myself. Nightmare on Gothard Street. Uh, or Dirty Heads Vacation, which is a, a solid one. No, not named after Dirty Heads the band, is it really? It is. They uh, they helped uh, make that beer. There's stories behind the beer. Yeah, I know David, the bass yeah. player. Well, there you go. Have him huh. come join us. Okay. He'll sign t-shirts. He, David David will? will sign Truck Show with uh, Holman and Lightning t-shirts. How do you know David's going to be there? You said you knew him. 
I, I'm not, okay, I just found out about our party right now when you announced the date. Well, that's not true. You just found out the date of the party. You knew yeah. that we wanted to get together. We are getting together. Okay, All again, right. if you guys are in the Southwest or you're willing to hop on a flight, Saturday, July 31st, Four Sons Brewery in Huntington Beach, California. Just Google it. Pop right up. It's a, is it a good-sized place? Yeah, it's a good-sized place. Okay. Yeah. Do they have sours? They do have sours. Excellent. Well, they have see, their beers change. They have about, what, four or five that are always there. Okay. And the rest kind of rotate seasonally. They've got some pretty good stuff right So this is not like an official party. That's just no. you and me just hanging out on the 31st Saturday Drinking at Four Sons Brewery. Drinking a beer. Drinking a beer. And we'll wear our Truck Show Podcast t-shirts. So you can spot us? So you can spot us. Look for the fat guys. I One of them's it, got a beard. It's a brewery on Saturday in Huntington Beach. I'm sure we'll be with our people. <laughs> yeah. All right. Moving right along to uh, the meat of the show. Uh, I think you're going to like the show. We've got uh, uh, Ian Brokman coming back from Millspec Auto. And as you uh, may recall from, I think, episode 49, they do really high-end uh, Hummer conversions. And they've got this uh, this new bespoke one they did. It's a uh, M1R for a particular customer. And it's like everything you can do, done. It's It's gorgeous. So we'll talk to them. If you took a Lamborghini and a Hummer and put them together, that's what this is. Don't you think? With a Duramax engine. I mean, that sounds like something you would have drawn in uh, math class in high school. I did. Uh, well, it's your dream has come alive. <laughs> On the back of the, the inside of the peachy folder. Ooh, a peachy folder. You're yeah. dating yourself. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I would date myself <laughs> if I could. Uh, that's weird. I'm hot. Uh, what did you say? <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> All right, well, before we get into the meat of the show, we got to thank Nissan, our presenting sponsor, who... Uh, has been uh, very loyal to the Truck Show podcast, and uh, they will return that loyalty with a five-year, 100,000-mile warranty, best in the business on their Titan and Titan XD. They've got their NV line of commercial vans, and just around the corner, the new Frontier, which I'm looking forward to. Do you think that uh, when the Nissan brass listen to our show, they hear, I absolutely think that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so sad. <laughs> All right, well, if you, you want to build the, uh, the Nissan Titan of your dreams, head over to Nissan USA, where you can use the Build and Price tool. Get yourself some zero-gravity seats. You can get the Fender audio system, that big old screen, Titan boxes in the back, Bill Stein shocks. Dude, you're leaving out the 5.6-liter Endurance V8. Hello? Oh, yeah, the one that has the most standard horsepower and torque of any uh, V8. You mean that one that sounds so amazing when you're merging onto the freeway? That's the one. All right, I'm in. All right, uh, if you are uh, in the market for some batteries, you want to head over to DuralastParts.com where you can find the Pro Power Batteries. Ask your installer for the Duralast Pro Power Batteries. They deliver OE or better cranking amps and reserve capacity with a nationwide five-point roadside assistance warranty. All Duralast Pro Power Batteries come with a full-frame stamp power grid, providing long-lasting, dependable power. It resists shorts, improves charging, 66% more corrosion resistance, and 70% more electrical flow. Now, wait a minute. You Something just jumped out. You yeah. said that they have a five-year roadside assistance guarantee. So if something happens, they're going to come and find you? That's right. So when you ask for a Duralast battery, ask for ProPower, which has reliable power for the customer who's cost-conscious, has a one-year warranty, or ProPower Plus, which meets or exceeds OE for the customer who wants dependable factory replacement, two-year warranty on those, or the ProPower Ultra designed to outperform OE for the customer who needs more starting power for extreme climates and power-hungry applications. The maximum number of plates and grids to deliver the most power during startup and up to 1,000 cranking amps with a three-year warranty. And, of course, they offer the ProPower AGM, which is an absorbed glass mat battery that provides starting power, deep cycle capability, and advanced technology for vehicles with accessories that demand greater power. Two times the cycle life of conventional batteries. Cycles more, recharges faster, three-year warranty. That's Duralast Pro Power Batteries. Check them out at DuralastParts.com. Or your local AutoZone. So Duralast has got your Pro Power. What about your Pro Sound? What if I want to amp up my exhaust note on my truck? 
Holman. Who do I call? Well, I've got just the company for you, and that's Borla Exhaust. Head over to uh, Borla.com where you can get this exhaust for, I don't know, Lightning, can you guess the truck? Know your note. So this is where I know my note. All right, or is not. this going to be stock or is this my Borla exhaust? Uh, this is going to be stock. Yes, I am about to. Know your note. Or in Lightning's case, nope your note. Nope my note because I'm bad. That sounds f- four-cylinder. Okay. Yeah, four-cylinder. That sounds like a four-cylinder... Well, hold on. Jeep? What? Listen oh, to... Yeah, okay. I'm, all right, all right. Listen to the S-Type. Oh, oh, S-Type exhaust from Borla. T304 stainless steel. Oh, my God. What a difference. Yeah, right? This is the same truck? Same truck. Uh, that sounds good. Okay, uh, I'm going to say that that is a force. You know what? That's a that's a Nissan Frontier. Do we want to uh, save your guess for the end of the show? No, let's do it here. Let's you do want, it now. You want to nope your note yeah, right now? I want to know my note. Is that a Nissan Frontier? Oh, come on! All right. Do I get Next, another guess? Sure. All right. Is that a uh, is that a Jeep JK? <laughs> no, I knew it wasn't. But I will tell you, the uh, displacement of the engine is the same. It's four-cylinder. No. Nope. Oh, is the JK? Uh, that's a uh, 3.6 liter. Okay. Back yourself into this. Uh, three, what else says, what's what's running the 3.6? Uh, I, I, don't, I don't know. Well, I'm not ready to tell you. I want you to think about this oh, during our show. come on. Because you have to get one of them, I think is the rule. I just, I don't, I don't know what this is. All right, well, uh, you need to marinate on that one because you have to get at least one of them right. So, Borla.com to see some awesome exhausts if they have the application for your truck. And also head to their YouTube channel where you can also hear the difference between stock and the different levels they offer of touring, S-Type, and attack. They're all T304 stainless steel, made in the USA, and they have a no-drone guarantee. And a million-mile warranty. All right, Lightning, since you're obviously lost, maybe you need to head over to onxmaps.com where you can uh, check out the uh, Onyx Off-Road. I've lost a lot. And if you, <laughs> Well, that's true. Or you can download the app on the Google Play Store, the Apple Store. The uh, Off-Road app is one of my favorite ones when I'm out navigating in the backcountry. There's a ton of great features. You can find trails open near you. You can track your trips, add custom waypoints. You can download the maps for offline use. The best part about Onyx is that it works across all of your devices. So whether you have a computer, laptop, whether you have an iPhone, an Android device, an iPad, changes in one area will affect everything. Can uh, it guide me to the right exhaust note? Uh, this cannot do that. There's oh, a lot of damn. things Onyx can do, but we will add that to uh, features that we're looking <laughs> for. Also has interactive maps. And on the Elite subscription, you can even go down and find out who owns the land around you so you know if you're on federal land or private property. Will it indicate when I uh, step foot onto your fake grass on your, on your uh, front yard? Uh, it should tell you not to go there, uh, <laughs> as will my signs, the barbed wire, and uh, the minefield I have laid in my front yard. Uh-huh. Uh, you can find campsites and non-ethanol fuel stations. They also have 3D and satellite maps. And, of course, you can try their free trial at seven days. Just go to onxmaps.com, and they don't even require your credit card. Good, because mine's maxed out. The Truck Show. We're going to show you what we know. 
Cause truck rides with The truck show We have the lifted We have the lowered And everything in between We'll talk about trucks that run on diesel And the ones that run on gasoline The truck show The truck show The truck show It's the truck show With your hosts Lightning and Holman. Can we change the uh, uh, intro? No. I over your name it should say. Oh really? Yeah, right, right over where it says with lightning. Like that? <laughs> I mean, it's pretty accurate. <laughs> Let's talk very, very expensive Hummers. <laughs> Wait a minute, hold on. That's that sounded wrong. Let it go. Let's okay. just let's just dial. Okay, all right. Let's dial. Good evening, guys. Hello. Is this Mr. Ian Brokman, president yeah. of Millspec Automotive? What's going on? How's it going? Fantastic. Well, hey, uh, welcome back. Well, first, got to tell him welcome back. Oh, yeah. Welcome back. Welcome back to our dog and pony show. I was, I was going to yeah. cut him off and just jump right into the intro. Well, it's, uh, <laughs> we, we, he should cut us off so he doesn't have to hear the intro. No, he's going to have to. Oh, I don't sorry. think we played this one before for him, so uh, this will be new. I'm just, I'm just going to get it over with. It's like ripping the scab off. Well, come on. Play it uh, already. Right, here, here we go. Let's do it. What does it take to be an entrepreneur? So, Ian, we figured you're you're an entrepreneur. Yeah, I guess you classify me as that. <laughs> sure, sure, we'll go with that for this yeah. podcast. All right, so uh, we're gonna have you, uh, or we're having you back on because you guys. So I think you were back in like episode forty nine or something like that. And uh, what is this one eighty one? Oh my god, he was like in the oh, uh, the man. prehistoric years I, I of the truck show podcast. Well, no, 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 no. Uh, there there were still pterodactyls, but the lava was cooling. It actually wasn't flowing. Oh, so back you could then. you could actually walk on the land, <laughs> right? Now, yeah, yeah, yeah. now hold on. So was he part of Pangea? Uh, this was right after the continent started to split up in the uh, Truck Show <laughs> podcast uh, uh, history. I see. So, uh, well, welcome back. Uh, we had you on. Because- 30 seconds into this, we're already off the rails. Uh, totally. <laughs> we, uh, <laughs> sorry, and had you on to talk about your bespoke uh, Hummers, and uh, I saw something come across my email that was like, we've got a new one. And it cost. No, I'm not going to tell you how much it costs. We're going to talk about it, and then we're going to talk about how much Are it costs. Are you sure? No, I think we lead with it because nope. it's- No? No. Really? No. No, I want I want to get all the juicy bits out of the way. Normally we wait because if it's a it's an interesting price tag, whether it's high or low, uh-huh. in some cases it's lower than we expect, right? Sure. And we wait till the end of the interview, but I think in this case we go, "Hey, for that price, what do you get?" Wouldn't that be interesting? Mm-hmm. Shouldn't we lead with it? Are you going to let our guest uh, be part of this interview? At some point, okay. yes. <laughs> we should do that right now. <laughs> all right, Ian, explain yourself. <laughs> well, that's not so, cool. I mean, there's a lot to, there's a lot to explain. I mean, the truck is significantly more expensive than our first generation of trucks, but for good reason. You know, there comes a time in every person's career or their passion where you kind of just want to go all out on one project. It's just, oh, you know, this is your uh, This is your effort project. This is the one where yeah. you go, we're going to flex all of our muscles. And, and you guys are positioning this as the highest level of bespoke H1 or Hummer out there in terms of build quality, performance, materials and for you guys you're huge into design and that yep. plays a giant part in this vehicle absolutely i mean we we've been talking to this specific client for about two and a half years he had said to us 
he wanted to partner with us to do a build, but he wanted to wait until we did our second generation trucks so we could kind of kick it off with a bang. You know, he proceeded to select every option on the option sheet and then, you know, challenge us with like five or six additional line items of, of things that he wanted to do in terms of like design uh, with both the color scheme and just the theme of the truck. So you can probably see this, this truck's called the M1R. The M1 series is our second gen uh, you know, series of H1 Hummers that we're building. And the reason that this truck's called the R is because the client specifically requested going with like every single performance option that we could offer. And then some kind of straight out the gate, this truck is 800 horsepower conservatively, and then, uh, 1300 foot pounds of torque. So that kind of already starts to give you a hint as well <laughs> to where, you know, this build went in terms of its its theme and, and it's crazy, crazy level. It's definitely a 10 out of 10 on the crazy scale. So no one really considers a race version. No, no, no. Whatever it's, be- it's for rad, dude. Oh, it's rad. rad. Oh, yeah. no, it's, de- it's, it's officially rad. Yeah, it is rad. <laughs> okay, good, good, good. <laughs> Perfect. Yep. yep, 100%. One of one production, 800 horsepower, 1,300 pound-feet of torque, six yep. piston brakes, Rod Hall Racing Suspension. That's not my fault. Don't yeah, even look I know, at me. I know. Well, we, you don't know this, Ian, but uh, Rod Hall is a frequent topic here because Holman has a love affair with him, I think. Um, <laughs> I, 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 used to, I used to race in Baja with the Hall family yes. and with Rod. And, and uh, Rod, rest in peace. Awesome guy. Yep. But I uh, I still uh, see Josh and Chad from time to time, and we talk about him. Chad's show. awesome. Awesome guy. And uh, I've, I've raced with both of those guys, and Lightning always gives me crap because I know them. And in fact... I went to a Moab for Easter Jeep Safari and went on a ride okay. in the new Bronco. And mm-hmm. you know who my co- who my driver was? Yeah, Shelby Hall. <laughs> Shelby, oh, <man>. yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, I've got, I've, I think I've ridden with all of them. Yeah, no, they're they're awesome. We uh, we bother Chad a lot. <laughs> so. Yeah, I bet. Now, when you great. say w- when you say one of one production, it, it, mm-hmm. I'm assuming. Well, no, I can't assume. I mean, you're, that's one of one. Are you going to make more and how will they be different? Or what's what's the plan here? Because this is, it sounds like a guy just says, I'm going to bankroll this thing. I loved your first one, but I want to up it on your, oh, see? He's in Detroit. To get you. Yep. He's in Detroit. <laughs> yep, I'm actually, yep, I'm in Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome if he was arrested on our show. Yeah, I, not no, for him would, it wouldn't no, be. Not for, for us it would be, yeah. <laughs> Breaking news. You could call me collect. We could finish yeah. the interview from jail. There we go. Fun. And the getaway yeah. vehicle is one of one. We're going to do it live, yeah. So so this client, had a, let's go back with us, and how did this happen? He had been following your work and what? Yeah. No, he'd been following our work, and we've been, you know, we've been talking to him for some time, and he wanted to do something pretty unique. Our trucks were known for being – from a design perspective, pretty monochromatic and simple. Um, you know, we wanted to create the mill spec brand um, and, you know, leading with the trucks, the trucks we were producing kind of had a simple, you know, gray, tan, black color scheme. So out, you know, out of the gate, he wanted to do something not only that was high performance, but also more retro and true to the original H1, uh, you know, reputation in terms of colors too. So it took a long time for us to kind of create the the scope of the project with him. But in terms of the one of one production aspect, we wanted to, you know, basically use this truck as I guess kind of how a, like an OEM would use a concept car to show their new technology and their new direction in terms of design. So we don't I'm not saying we won't do it, but we would prefer to produce the less powerful version <laughs> of this truck going forward because it's, you know, with portal axles, um, having the geared hubs, it's, it's not really, you know, in terms of longevity and, 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 uh, 
usability. It's not really that practical to have that much torque and power on the H1 platform. You know, obviously it's it's a lot of fun on the street, um, but when you're going off road, it, that's kind of a bit overkill. So I guess this client was very particular about going very fast on the road and we're more off-road oriented, um, you know, personally speaking in terms of the business. So, you know, the standard trucks have 500 horsepower and a thousand foot pounds of torque from the LBZ Duramaxes. So I think, you know, and I'm going to say, I would say going forward, we're not planning on doing any more with that much power. I just don't think it's, it's really something we want to keep, <laughs> keep building because in the future that could cause a lot of issues just, you know, for the truck's chassis and all of that sort of thing. It's not really what it was designed to have. And also thermal um, management on these. We talked about it in the last show. It's, you know, the Hummer engine bay is pretty tight and you've got to have a massive mm-hmm. uh, cooling stack with the Duramax anyway. Mm-hmm. And so, that, you know, the airflow, all that stuff starts it, to become It's an incredible issue. how small those engines were in the Hummers. The the 6.5s, right? 6.2 or 6.5s? Yeah, yeah 6.2 and 6.5. They're yep. incredibly small. The guy that I yeah. work for made a turbo kit for them because they were very underpowered for a long time. Yep. And... Uh, it's an, it, when you stand next to the engine, when it's out of the engine bay, you're like, wait a minute, that could almost fit in a Volkswagen. It is that small. It, I mean, by comparison to like a, the Duramax, right? And yeah, and, and they're made to go slow. They had a lot of they had a lot of uh, torque at low, you know, low gear. Well, they weren't made to go. Slow. Well, they were. They did go slow. They did go slow. They, I mean, <laughs> yeah, compared to the new JLTV, right? The Joint Light Tactical well, Vehicle, which you go yeah, eighty we're miles ta- an hour. We're talking twenty five years difference in technology plus. The six two non turbo. I mean, the thing was a, it was a dog. It was a dog. It was, yeah, and, then a dog you, anchor. and then you weigh it down with all the armor. Well, that's today's H one because it was never or, or Hummer really. It was never designed to have that much weight on it. That chassis wasn't designed to have all nope. that up armor. And as the life cycle, you know, went through, they had to re-engine them and they had to add turbos and you know to compensate for all that weight, which is why they got to the JLTV program. So yeah, I mean, the chassis. It's not designed for, uh, you know, flinging around Nuremberg ring. It just isn't. Yeah. We, we you know, went with higher, you know, 12K rated half shafts, you know, beefed up, uh, you know, geared hubs, the six piston brakes. Um, you know, we went through everything to, I guess, take the chassis to the level where it, where it could handle it. But I'm just saying in the future, I think for us, I think we want to stick to, you know, the more manageable 500 horsepower. Which is a lot. It is a ton. It feels great. It's still a lot. Right. Well, that's like a a regular Duramax that's just slightly tuned, right? And I wanted to speak with that. How did you arrive at the Duramax platform? I I mean, realize it's it's GM for GM, right? You stayed in that family. Yep. And and then also why why the LBZ? And then Mm -hmm. I want to find out how you're you say fifty state emissions compliant. I'm dying to know how you pull that off. Well, the LBZ generation was kind of a it was the last Duramax diesel before, you know, you had the DEF emissions uh, regulations. So it had an EGR. So that that truck obviously met all of the emission standards of that year. So when we're taking a 1995 through 2000 truck and we're fitting it with 2008 engine, we're still retaining that emission system. That engine is a lot easier to tune um, and to integrate into more of a resto mod platform because it doesn't have the uh, DEF system. So right. we we prefer the you know the, the LBZ. It's it's kind of a pain nowadays, and a lot of diesel guys do not uh, utilize the new uh, you know Duramax or Power Stroke engines in resto mod builds because of that system. So we 
basically go through the entire engine from the block up internally balanced and blueprinted bored out all of the components are replaced with bosch and male uh components so the truck you know the engine is is better than when it rolled off the factory line in our opinion this powertrain is technically compliant in all states um you know we're improving the efficiency of the truck and we're we're replacing the original 98 through or 95 for 2000 62 or 65 or in some cases even the uh just the uh, Chevy 350 with something that's highly efficient and, you know, still retains all of that emissions related components. So first you've got to hunt down the truck because these haven't been made in years, right? So with that starting, you've got to go on a hunt for those. And then you have to find an LBZ, which are coveted for the reasons you've just mentioned, because a lot of Duramax fans, they want either want to get a, they want to repower their own truck or they want to put in Chevelle or wacky stuff is happening with these LBZ mm-hmm. motors. So they, their price has gone way up. You used to be able to get one for like eight grand. Now they're going not for anymore. Like, not, not like 15 grand for an old motor like this. You know, you don't even want to see the prices of an H1 either. I mean, H1, uh, yeah, the donor vehicles <laughs> are out of control right now as well. Yeah. The whole market just in general is, is out of control, but our, our prices for donor vehicles are up about 30%. Wow. Ouch. So. Yeah, that, that, that's an issue. I mean, it keeps raising the price of the build, but luckily, you know, basically I spend every weekend with a, with a glass of whiskey calling people <laughs> on Facebook Marketplace and Craigslist <laughs> trying to find the donor trucks. Yeah. Um, uh, we've, what, we've got a stockpile of them. So. What whiskey is the luckiest? Uh, I like Glenlivet 14. That seems to be the lo- luckiest right. scotch. Yeah, All it's right. been, been pretty lucky. All right. Why, Holman, you have a recommendation? Well, I'm not a. I'm, I'm more of a bourbon guy myself. So I, I nothing uh, wrong with bourbon. I'm loving right now my favorite uh, that I've been uh, kind of. So I got ruined. You have to realize, like, I hang out with a bunch of guys who are independently wealthy. Like, like, like my val. The value is they could buy your truck in cash tomorrow. Like this is just this yeah. group of guys I drink and smoke with. And so one of sure. the guys I helped him fi- figure out an issue on his vehicle and get a custom billet flex plate made because he blew. The bottom end out of his engine at 100 miles an hour on the freeway, um, and basically level 10 built a tranny and red flagged him and said, "Until you fix the flex plate, you don't get the trans, even though he paid right. for it." So anyway, I helped him get that, so his vehicle's getting rebuilt. Blah blah blah. We finished a uh, bottle of Boss Hog Seven <laughs> one night smoking very expensive cigars, and uh, he's like, "Thanks for helping me with my car." And you know, <laughs> Boss Hog Seven is like ninety dollars a glass. Now, this is named yeah. after the Dukes of Hazard character. No, oh. if you're a bourbon guy, you know I'm not going to go into oh, it here. Okay. But but for a really like reasonable bourbon that I really like right now, the Jefferson Very Small Batch is really good. It's almost too. Let's give that a try. It's it's uh, like thirty five bucks a bottle, thirty bucks a bottle, and uh, its f- flavor profile is really good. Bourbon drinkers kind of take that burn, yep. swish it in your mouth. Get your mouth ready, and then after that, you can kind of feel how smooth it is. The very sure. small batch is nice because it doesn't have a huge burn up front, but a ton of flavor and a good price. So anyway. Let's give that a go. Ladies and gentlemen, a bourbon talk here on the Drug Show Podcast. Thanks, Holman. <laughs> now got, back to the show. I've got a, uh, a <laughs> was it Grass grass Widow or whatever uh, from the uh, Detroit um, guys in Corktown? I've got a, a yep. bottle of that I haven't opened yet, so I'm getting uh, excited stuff's to try that. stuff's really sharp. It's, is uh, it? It's, it's very sharp, yeah. Spicy. Out the gate. I like that stuff. Okay. I, real quick, I do like the Suntory Toki. Toki. You had that? Toki that is awesome. amazing. So for, for those price, of you who haven't had Japanese whiskey. Are you guys speaking English right yeah, now? Yeah. No, no. There, there's people listening going, yeah. Okay. I had Suntory <laughs> Toki. And what's amazing about it is so uh, Japan, I guess because of the fault lines and the earthquakes and all this, has just amazing pure water there. And they distill it. 
with this pure water. And there's a whole story behind Toki, but it is this incredibly, it's almost like a, almost like greenish tinged and like very light, clear, yellowish. Like it's not dark like your typical bourbon uh, or whiskey. And it's super crisp. It's not heavy. It's almost like you could pair it with sushi and you would be fine. Absolutely. Huh. It's so good. 35 bucks a bottle. Yeah, I'm I, all about that stuff. Toki, uh, yeah, Toki rocks. Yep. There's your recommendation, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. Can't, no, I love it. I love learning. Uh, can we move on to... No, we're, we're going to keep talking about whiskeys and bourbons. Well, I, I'm down. You, I'll, you I'll can go, put I'll, your whiskey... You can put the whiskey or the bourbon in the cup holders in the interior that I want to talk about. Uh, which is, uh, But not while you're driving. No, no, no. While, no you're showing, while you're showing your friends the interior. While you're smoking your cigar, showing off no, your... No, uh, you don't want to smoke in, the, in this interior. Have you seen the interior? Yeah, it's beautiful. In yeah, fact, this the interior, this. you guys have done such a great job. This is, uh, it sort of reminds me of like the craftsmanship of like a 80, late 80s supercar, like a Lambo, Ferrari, <laughs> something like that. Well, is that because yeah. the diamond stitch? No, no. Well, I mean, a little bit because the diamond stitch, but because everything's covered in leather. Mm-hmm. And you guys have done some, the gauges are gorgeous on this thing. And then also the push button transmission. Tell me about the, the steering parking. wheel. The steering the wheel. The billet steering wheel looks, that thing the is beautiful. The steering wheel is a work of art. Yeah, Did you gorgeous. design that? Is that is that bespoke to this vehicle? Will you sell them? Have you been offered money to put them in other vehicles? So actually a buddy of mine in Texas, he has a company called Spark Industries. And they do very low volume billet work. So he worked with us to Spark Industries. A, yeah, S S P A R C Spark Industries. And he does a lot of show cars and, and a lot of billet work. He worked with me to do the steering wheel for this truck and, and all of our trucks going forward. Um, a lot of the details in this truck. I mean, we didn't want to have any plastic like at all. And I mean, you we, don't. We felt it's it's yeah gorgeous. Besides, like, the transfer case controller, which is, like, yeah. the one thing we couldn't repackage. Or the plugs every- on, like, the 12-volt, you know, accessory plugs have, a, like, a rubber, you know, cap yep. on them. But, but you look at the wheel. We didn't really describe the wheel. So it's billet. It is a traditional three-spoke wheel, but it has uh, triangles uh, that are the mm-hmm. spokes that narrow down and are faceted. And mm-hmm. just a, it's one of the prettiest steering wheels that I think I've seen. It reminds me of a Lamborghini... Either Huracan or a Ventador wheel with the giant windows. Um, boy, that's that's what it reminds me. Okay, of. and no one. I just realized no one can relate to that. Right there. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's nice. He, so if you look at the steering wheel in person, can't really see in the photos, but Jonathan leaves all of the uh, the tool paths on the steering wheel and then anodizes them. So oh, when awesome. When you're like interacting with the steering wheel, you can kind of feel where the where the uh, bit, you know, milled out the solid piece. I can of see it. So. You, you absolutely yeah. can see it when you zoom in. I'm, I'm on my, on my Mac right yep. now. You can see it. Yep. yep. And, and all I the see... switch gear and everything's all is all machined as well. So you know, even like the wiper controls are are solid. You know, toggle billet switches. So it's it's like when you're using your wipers, it kind of feels like you're about to eject your passenger or something. It's a really fun experience. Can you so. actually eject your passenger? Is there a button for that? I'm not sure if that's 50 state legal. I, <laughs> I mean, even your your vent uh, surrounds, your vent rings are billets and anodized, mm-hmm. I can tell. And then all the gauges yep. are custom. I mean, the the, yep. the Hummer obviously has a, a incredible gauge package that is very military and spread out, and the ergonomics aren't great, and the, the where they place the radio. You actually have kind of arranged it in a way where you could actually see the uh, the speedometer. You can actually reach the radio and yep. all the controls are right there it's actually uh, i can 
I can see the painstaking effort you guys took to make it a lot more driver centric, but also driver yep. friendly in civilian form. Uh, what is it? That makes me really happy that you guys recognize that. Thank you. <laughs> Appreciate uh, that. On the driver's yep. right armrest, I see a placard that must have this is uh, designed for XYZ mm-hmm. in his name, I, I'm assuming, um, yep. with uh, some button head. You will never have one of those. No, I will never have one of those. But what are the controls just in front of it? I see switch six uh, like push button switches. That's the push button transmission. That is the push button. Can I can I ask you who made that? Uh, The company's called PCS. Ah, they're um, I know PCS. Yep, they They make paddle shifters too. Yes. Yep, they already had this billet, uh, you know, machined control unit that they sold, and it kind of went already with our aesthetic. So. We were able to, to take that unit and integrate it into that shifter panel. And then directly ahead of it, there's a, uh, a small kind of a – you see the silver billet switch ahead yeah, of Yeah, I one? do. It's got a red surround, and that's, that's the uh, – Parking brake. No, that's yep, not electronic the – Electronic parking brake. No, it's not. Yep. That's the missiles. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> that's under the dash. Okay. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. there you go. Makes yep. sense. And then yeah, you so guys have a, a full jail audio system too. Everything's marine grade so that you don't have to worry about it getting – No, I mean, this is a soft top. Yep. Not that you would go off-roading in this beautiful beast, but uh, if it rained on you, you could. Exactly. I'm dying yep. to know what the skeleton of the interior looks like under um, under all of the leather. And I ask that because it could be fiberglass, it could be aluminum, it could be... What does that look like? Do you have any Every, build photos? Yeah, I could send you guys a few. Every single panel is aluminum. So there's 26 fabricated panels in the interior. Uh, everything you know is fabricated out of aluminum. And, so, and I ask Ian because a lot of car stereo guys. It sounds like you're you're into this thing as well. So many guys have router tables these days, and they'll make it out mm-hmm. of you know MDF, and then they'll fiberglass it. And that's kind of like the down and dirty fast way. But I had something told me you were going to well, do it with metal. You can you can see the doghouse is a completely different shape than the stock one. Like they've actually looks like it's it's got a different form factor than what I would have, what I remember in the H1 anyway. Yeah, we, we throw away every single part of the H1 interior except for the seat bases and the uh, skins of the door panels. We re- refiberglass certain aspects of them and reinforce the door panels with metal. But everything you're looking at in the interior, including the kick plates, uh, you know, the overhead console, everything's fabricated in-house. So we're not using any of the original backform plastic interior. Wow. Uh, everything that you're interacting with is super solid and, uh, you know, is built – to each truck's tolerance so all the tolerances you know that you're that you're seeing on this truck are the same as the, the next person's truck um it's not like a plastic kit or a fiberglass uh vac formed interior it's actually all aluminum which is a lot of work but in the end we're able to get the very tight tolerances and it feels very solid and, and matches the rest of the components we're using now moving on to the exterior, is it Linexed, Rhino Line? Is that uh, what's the material on the outside? Because I just realized it's all textured. Yeah, so it's it's called Scorpion coating, hmm. and it's a similar type of material to a Linex, but it's a lot easier to change the color and get different consist like different consistencies by changing the vinyl flattener or the pigment in the paint. Um, this allows us to get you know even some metallic flake in there and it almost comes off kind of like a satin color into in person a lot of linex trucks that you see are, are very coarse and thick right and it doesn't really uh you know doesn't really present in a kind of a refined way so we looked for a long time to try to find something that was you know that kind of red like a matte or satin finish 
uh, that still had texture to it. I just ran into a guy, and the reason it, it, it jumped out at me, I, I just met a guy who has a, uh, a Gladiator with an Eco Diesel in it, and he mm-hmm. had this beautiful kind of um, azure blue, and it was Kevlar. And I, I went, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, that's Rhinoline. No. Is that Linex? No. What is it? And he goes, and he brought me around to the back by the tailgate, and he points to the logo. Sure enough, it says Kevlar. And I said, what? He, I guess there's a company out of Florida doing that. And he's got, he had multiple colors mixed in. So I was, A, I'm oh, familiar cool. with Kevlar, and B, I had no idea you could do multi, multi-stage multi for colors. So that Well, it's be, hard, too, because some of them you know, need a UV stabilizer, otherwise they start to chalk, even with color. And yep. so that's one of those things that you have, you know, you have to find a company that's able to do the mix with a you know, UV stabilizer. Moving on to uh, the bumpers and then into the suspension, what can you tell us about suspension? What have you done for shocks? I assume that's all been gutted as well. That's been upgraded to Rod Hall's uh, long travel setup. And that's, <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> we'll do a Rod Hall uh, name dropping, uh, you know, drinking game here. Oh, well, damn, I didn't bring my toki. Yeah, I've got it. I've got it. Like you got a Dr. Pepper over there, Coleman? Yeah, Uh, I just got water right (laughs) now. Yeah, so so Chad over you know at at Rod Hall Racing supplied the uh, the suspension setup, and this is a slightly adjusted version of his H1 long travel system. Cool. Okay. So it's a little bit more geared towards a mid travel setup for on road use, so it's not as wallowy. Yeah. Um, So Chad, you know, helped us tune that in for the for the client who's going to be using it primarily on the road, and um, you know, we've obviously beefed up like i said earlier all of the uh the geared hubs and all of, of the you know springs and all of that sort of thing on this truck typically we just do the alpha springs up front and then the armored springs or i'm sorry the, the armored springs up front and the alpha springs in the rear on the stock trucks to compensate for the extra weight from the duramax that's that's kind of a quick little overview of what we've done on this one and what size tires are you running they're 38 by 13.5s to say they look pretty wide yep they're nitto ridge grapplers they're kind of a they're like a mud terrain hybrid, so they've got that really beefy yeah, it's like a uh, really aggr- pattern. Yeah, like a really aggressive all-terrain. Not quite mud terrain territory, so you still get that really kind of beefy off-road look, but you still have some good on-road dynamics as well. Yeah, you don't have to scream at the person next to you on the highway going 70. It's what? great. <laughs> what? What I love is the, the photo on your website at millspecauto.com um, with the, the body off, and yep. underneath yep. it's just a freaking work of art. Like it's just gorgeous um everything down to the heat uh wrapped uh exhaust to are you using is this a uh v-banded uh exhaust system like there, you spared literally no expense yeah i mean that's really what people are paying for at this price point is they're paying for the you know the experience of, of owning the truck obviously but it's, it's also about what's underneath i mean everything on this truck every single you know fastener every nut and bolt has, has been, you know, torque specs, paint marked, and, you know, we're not, we're not skipping any corners here. We want this to thing to be as beautiful as it is when it's finished. Well, I, I know, actually, the build process. The press photos you have of the undercarriage, I was actually surprised to see, in fact, all the bolts are paint marked, which is huge yep. in builds and off-roading and things like that. Um, so, even, you know, even the, the springs are clocked correctly. Right. Yeah. No, it's you can tell that there was definitely an extra level of detail that went into it, not only in the componentry, but to make sure that the final product was built well. And the red paint markings for the alignment matched the Willwood six piston TX6R calipers that are, I, I assume that's the 15 inch rotors. They've got to be gargantuan on this thing. Yeah. They're, they are actually so big, we have to notch the, uh, 
the cross members on the top of the frame. <laughs> well, you're just doing clear. You're just doing the Lord's work right there, Ian. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. No. It, it. This thing is the build quality. Uh, you guys got to check it out at millspecauto.com, and then you can head over to the uh, the M1-R page. It's it's just it's beautiful. I mean, if if you want to see what one of the finest examples of an H1 in the world looks like and the build quality. They've got a lot of great pictures of uh, detailed shots of it finished, but also photos of it blown apart with the engine and the uh, chassis and everything. It is it is stunning. All right, well, now it's time, Holman, to reveal the price of this M1R. Are you doing a tippity? All right. Holman, you do, you do no, the No, I was going to let Ian do it. Oh, you are? Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, it's it's just north of four hundred thousand dollars, including a donor truck. So, Might not cheap. Be just out of our price range. Just, I mean, just a little bit. <laughs> Obviously, a four hundred thousand dollar vehicle is is not for everybody, but it's yep. aspirational for people who love to uh, see artistry, craftsmanship, industrial engineering, all of those good things. But that does include the donor vehicle, which those vehicles yep. are very, very pricey these days. Yep. Yeah. The average donor truck right now is between forty-five and sixty thousand dollars. So, and that's for something that is a t- you know a tired example. And that's probably not a, even an alpha, right? The alpha's got to nope. fetch more than that. No, alphas are trading between one hundred and ninety and two hundred fifty thousand. Oh, right come on! Yeah. yeah, it's unbelievable. Oh my gosh! Yep. Well, all right. So, Ian, what what's next? This is again we've said one of one. This this already this is spoken for. Yep. What are you looking to build, and for whom? Well, we've got a few M1s in production right now, so like more of the subdued standard version of, of this truck. Are but they all the future, spoken for before you before you build them, or do you ever have yep. one in stock? Nope. They're, well, we used to, but now the way the production schedule is kind of shooken out, you know, we have they're, – they're all spoken for, thankfully. So a bummer because uh, Lightning doesn't have a truck right now. <laughs> and this this would definitely help his podcast and street cred if he had something like this. Massively. I, I was wondering if maybe we're, you had like an old prototype that you took out back and shot it a couple times because you're <laughs> done with it uh, that, you know, maybe actually, runs on four cylinders or something. Actually, we do have an old prototype, but it's lowered eight inches. And <gasps> well, you're speaking language. Oh! It's got a cage in it. It's basically a track drift truck. That's kind of our is it are you above uh, Lightning's budget is somewhere south of two hundred fifty thousand. Is it above <laughs> yeah. or below that that uh, price no, point? No, it's below it. No, it's below it. Can I? It's seen. Uh, can I borrow it? Seen, it? No, you, you can't can borrow, borrow it. it. <laughs> no, you can. No, you, that's what it's for. We Wait. just had Matt Farah out to Detroit, and we. Uh, we shot something with him, and he took it out to. Well, nobody a local knows who Matt Farah is. Yeah, well, I know Matt Farah. Yeah. <laughs> I can, I know, but okay, interesting. So I have to come out to you to borrow it. Huh? He's not bringing yeah, it to your house. Well, I didn't know if he really, was going to make a California tour or something like that. You know, it's it's not really street legal in its current state. It'd have to be modified a little bit in order to be uh, ready to go on the street. Lightning That's has our, a one car garage in Long Beach, California, in a post World War II house that is probably eighty inches wide. I don't think he could even fit this in his driveway. No, I, I don't could. Think I, it's gonna work. No, I could definitely. I, I can fit a dually in my uh, in the in the uh, the driveway, but not in the garage. No, hell no. My, <laughs> a dually is bigger than my garage. Yeah, like actually the bigger. bigger. Yeah, the footprint yeah. is. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Look at it. I don't, Look at the wheels turning over here. But I, you know, yeah. I'm looking at this. I don't even think I could afford the steering wheel on the M1R. Uh, Maybe. <laughs> afford the steering wheel. No, you got to be all right. So so just just. 
come clean with the steering wheel. What what it, yep. what what, it, what does that run? That's got to be. Let me. Can I take a swing? Sure. Well, he's your buddy, and he your but it's your logo on the steering wheel, so he's not getting much press out of it, other than this interview where he dropped his name. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I bet you you that's worth. It's got to be around two grand. I'm going to say twelve ninety five. No, actually, his steering wheels. He sends them unupholstered. So oh, when we get the wheel in, okay. it's it's like six hundred and fifty bucks and then we do the upholstery work. And most wheels on his site are between six hundred and a thousand bucks. So it's it's like that's not bad. A heck of a deal for a solid billet, you know, no steering kidding. wheel made in the US. And so, it's not chrome chains. No, I I, I <laughs> no. no, that's that's true. I am literally going to call him tomorrow. I have a You should uh, check out his website. I will. Spark, Spark Industries. Industries. Yep. I will what's his name? His name's Jonathan. Jonathan. He also does wheels too, but his his steering wheels are are awesome. Uh, Wheels are a precious commodity these days. uh, At me with a gleam in his eye. Do you know that uh, wheel pros on all billet wheels are, they are 20 weeks out right now? Uh 20 weeks. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Everything, everything. What about American Forces right now? American Forces has to be. American Forces is uh, 12 to 24 weeks. Okay. Remember, they're all in in the same factory. All the wheel pros brands, which are all the brands you like. They're all around 20 weeks out. I just, I've called all, everyone. The only one with a question mark is Raceline here locally in Garden Grove. And mm-hmm. uh, those guys are swamped as well. But everything billet is so far out. And that's domestic. It's like, it's not, they're not waiting for Chinese stuff to come across the water. It is bonkers how far out everyone is. So I, I don't think we uh, got into because I so rudely interrupted you. But um, what's next for you guys? Are you is M1R the what you're pushing? Or will you build normal M1s? Or? Yeah, I mean we're we're planning on we're we're building customer M1s right now, and we have one that's going to be wrapped up here in a month or so. We're doing three to four of those a year. Uh, additionally, we're we're looking to start a program. You know, basically modifying the new Hummer EV, doing some work to those. Oh, smart. Primarily aesthetics um, with some functional like overland type modifications because the trucks are already so capable out of the box. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's really where we're we're sticking we're sticking with the Hummer brand and you know the H1 is is what got us into this. So we're gonna keep evolving it. But the M1 series, I mean, at the level of introducing the M1R is is really what we're gonna keep evolving and, and moving towards. What is the most entry level uh, vehicle that you offer if someone really because we do have wealthy listeners but mm-hmm. i mean if you're not a multi multi-millionaire can you get into one of these like is there one that is in the 150 range or is that not even possible because as you said earlier the vehicle itself is too much money just to buy used yeah i mean it's i, I wish we could do one at 150,000. you know if if we could register military humvees i could see the price point being much lower I but see. since the entry point is like fifty to sixty thousand dollars, you know that already sets your bill of materials up at a, at a high point. So, our trucks start at two ninety nine five, including the donor truck. So, if you kind of if you look at any restoration going to the level that we're doing it, nut and bolt, you know, upgrading the powertrain, those restorations are already in the six figures. It's really hard to get that price point down, where to where it makes any business sense at all. I'd love to I'd love to get something on a more entry level, you know price point and that's initially what we wanted to do with the military humvees but since registration of those trucks is nearly impossible in a lot of states we we stick to the you know civilian variants i mean look if it if it's working and it's making you money and it's and the business is growing there's no reason to to change game plans but it would might be interesting at some point to look into a different platform that 
might well, be more affordable. Well, he's talking about the new the Hummer Electric, right? So I, I, I'm interested in that. I, I would honestly, Ian, when you're uh, when you guys are ready, I've got some seat time in that coming up here pretty soon. And uh, when they hit production and you start to work your magic on those, I would love to talk to you again and have you come back on to talk about that platform. No, I'd love to. Yeah, we've got that in our sites and we're already working on stuff right now. I can't wait to show you guys what we come up with. Awesome. Absolutely. All right. Well, if uh, you guys want to check them out, it's uh, you can head over to Facebook. That's at Milspec Automotive. You can head over to, uh, to Instagram, uh, which I believe is also Milspec Automotive. And then mm-hmm. uh, millspecauto.com for the website. And uh, even if you're just somebody that is a gearhead who wants to see what a really high-end build looks like and what really high-end uh, um, craftsmanship looks like in a, a, a kind of a rust-mounted vehicle, go to their page. Check it out. There's some great photos on there, and I think you guys will uh, really appreciate all the work. And you can tell that the passion went into uh, t- to making these vehicles. Thanks, guys. I really appreciate that. Awesome. All right. Well, we will check in with you as soon as you've got uh, the next build ready. Yeah, I'm guessing uh, for the Hummer Electric, uh, end of the year, Q1 or 2 of next year, something like that, to maybe some news yeah. there? Yeah, it depends on depends on when we can get our first one. We're uh, we're chomping at the bit to get the truck in a shop, and we've had some hands-on time with them. They're, they're excellent in person, and I think you know it's just going to depend on when, the, when they can roll off the assembly line and start hitting the dealers. Awesome. Gotcha. Well, keep us in mind. Yeah. We want to have you back and talk about that stuff. Yeah, for sure. If you guys are ever in Detroit, give me a call. Come drive a truck. Well, now I know. I was just there two weeks ago. Yeah, <laughs> but I'll be back. <laughs> I, I, I'm there a lot, so uh, I'll try and hook up with you guys on one of my trips. Yeah, for sure. I'll buy you a glass of whiskey. Oh, now we're, now I will definitely hook so up with I'm, you. I'm going to go. I'm going to take his drift truck around. No, and you're going to sip whiskey. Nope. I'm just going to go, and I'll tell you how the drift truck. Why is. you got to be? Why you got to do me <laughs> dirty like that? Because you're too busy. You have to edit a podcast. Oh, come on. <laughs> All right, Ian, you're the best. Thank you. Thanks, brother. All right, talk later, guys. All right, bye have bye. a good one. Bye. All right, Holman, man, there is so much news. Let's get to it. Dick, what's the deal with the deal? Are we dealing? We're dealing. Dave, it's a deal with Don, Dork, and Dick. Dork, it's a deal with Dave, Dick, and Dave. Don, it's a Dork with Dick, Dave, and Dave. Gotta go, Dave. Disconnecting. Gotta go, Dick. Disconnecting. Gotta go, Dan. Disconnecting. I feel like that's news right now. You ready? I'm ready. What's new in trucks? We need to know. What's new in trucks? We need to know. What's new in trucks? We need to know. Lifted, lowered, and everything in between. What's happening in the world of trucks? Ah! Oh, good. That was that was solid. Right. Well done, right. my friend. All right, I got a question for you. What is? Uh, what is it? <laughs> what? What is it? <laughs> what? Uh, yeah. What is it? What do you, what, what do you uh, got for me? Right. Yeah. What is seventeen inches long, eight inches wide, and six inches tall? Uh, its namesake has uh, a uh, four hundred and fifty horsepower twin turbo V six. Okay. Yeah, buddy. That would be the twenty twenty one Ford F one fifty Raptor from Lego Technic. Wow. It's uh. 1,379 Lego pieces of awesomeness, and it reflects the new uh, design of the uh, 2021 Raptor. Uh, it's Technic item 42126. It'll be around 100 bucks or so. And uh, if you can follow the hundreds and hundreds of steps of directions without uh, smashing the entire thing in a fit of frustration, then you will have a cool piece for your shelf. Yeah, buddy. I'm all over that. All over it. I have the Death Star. I've got the X-Wing. I've I got the Wrangler Rubicon. Oh, do you really? You know they have a Mini Cooper. 
Uh, I did not know that. They've got a 67 Ford Mustang Fastback, a Land Rover Defender, Volkswagen Beetle. That's up your uh, up your alley. I used to subscribe to the newsletter when they would say what uh, was being voted on. Uh-huh. You can uh, Those things get voted up. Yep. Porsche 911 and the Tesla Cybertruck. They have a Cybertruck coming? Uh, same hundred bucks that you gave Tesla, you could have had a Technic. I would have had one. And you'd have a Cybertruck in yeah, hand. A truck, yeah. yeah, a real okay. one. Hey, Lightning, have you heard? I mean, no. No. No, I haven't. Uh, Oshkosh will build the new uh, USPS delivery truck, that funny looking thing we talked about in the past, uh, in South Carolina. And apparently it'll be powered by Ford. What engine do we do we know? So we don't know uh, what the drivetrain from Ford on the gas vehicles will be, but the new vehicles are going to have significant comfort, ergonomic, and safety improvements over the old Grumman LLVs, which are the funny little uh, trucks that uh, you see deliver your mail today. Mm -hmm. Uh, They've been in service since the late 80s, if you can believe that. Oh, my gosh. The uh, new trucks will have air conditioning. How many? How thick is the paint on all of those trucks? It's got to be either that or they mold them in white. I don't know. Uh, Air conditioning, heating, 360-degree camera system, airbags, automatic front and rear braking. Are uh, just a few of the uh, headline features. It sounds like Oshkosh is going to invest $155 million to bring a South Carolina facility online. Uh, it's going to repurpose an existing warehouse uh, to build the new factory, and uh, hopefully you'll see these prowling your neighborhood soon. They're uh, no. kind of funny looking. Oshkosh has got uh, they got the the Joint Light Tactical Vehicle. Yeah. They've got uh, don't they make airport tugs and fire engines? Yeah, and they make and those big giant uh, you know military vehicles that tow everything with the eight by eights or whatever. Uh, I will say that the USPS delivery truck for the Postal Service isn't the prettiest. I still think it looks like a platypus. A platypus? Let me see. Oh, that's a platypus. <laughs> yeah. That is absolutely a platypus. Yeah, definitely. Uh, wow. And and the comedy trigger name, platypus. <laughs> is that really? Is that a comedy trigger it's name? It's a comedy trigger word. Yeah, it's like huh. kumquat or uh, stalactite. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Chevy came Wait. out. Wait. Have I heard? Hey, Lightning, did you hear? No! No, I did not. Uh, Chevy came out with an email today confirming what we all suspected, and that is the Chevy ZR2 will be joining the Silverado lineup. You predicted that a long time ago. I did, and if you uh, head over to fourwheeler.com, you can see a story we did with Chad Hall and his race Silverado, which was actually the... uh, uh, one of the development mules, in a sense, it's been racing and best in the desert and all that. And uh, does he make more money consulting the world than racing? Uh, yeah, I would imagine so. Okay, nobody makes money racing. Oh yeah, you know how you make a million dollars racing? Uh, no, start, start with two, two million. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, so we don't have a lot of details yet. We do know it'll be based on the 1500 Silverado. Um, if the race truck is any indication, it'll have DSSV, massive DSSV, Multimatic shocks on it. And from the uh, GoPro angles, it's definitely sporting leaves in the rear. So, uh, Oh, really? It'll be interesting to That's see. That's a bummer. Why leaves? Well, it's funny because uh, TRX has coils. Yeah. The new Raptor went to coils in yeah. the back. Yeah, and they stick so with is, leaf springs? is Chevy late to the party, or do they know something else? No, they don't know anything else. No. No, they don't. No? No. You're not going to give them a nod this no. early and be like, it's going to be the most awesome not with leaf truck? springs. No, no. So is it less of a Raptor and TRX competitor and more of a Rebel and like Toyota Tundra TRD Pro competitor? It sounds like it. Is it a middle ground? It's not all the way up? I don't know. You do know. It's not a TRX competitor. I'm just saying I don't know. You do know. I'm just saying I don't I know. I think we know collectively. It's hey, not. Hey, Lightning, did you hear? No, 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 no! No, I didn't. Well, you're going to want to play that after you hear this news. Oh, no. 
2021 Broncos are hitting the lot, and some dealers are adding $30,000 to the sticker price. No! God, please, no! 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 Let me repeat that. $30,000 to the no. sticker price. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No. 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 Hell no. 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 <laughs> uh, Henderson, 30 grand. Henderson Ford in New York uh, listed a 2021 Bronco Wild Track with an MSRP of 53755 for 8375 a $30,000 jump. Set- no! <laughs> Why was Smash Mouth in the background of the snow? <laughs> that was very odd. Uh, Seth Wadley Ford in Oklahoma has listed a 21 Bronco Wild Track Forder as in transit. This example has a sticker price of $58,150. However, it's offered for sale for $78,150, a $20,000 markup. And Max Ford in Missouri has a two-door well track with a high equipment package in transit that they're offering for $76,945, about no! a $25,000 markup over MSRP. I'm still trying to get um, some dealership uh, people who either own or GM the dealership on the show. Right. Because I want to talk about markups. I want to talk about how the dealership buying process works. What's your, your buddy up at the Ram dealership in yeah. Glendale yeah, or wherever yeah, yeah. he is? Jackson. So yeah. uh, we're working on him. Uh, he just had a baby, so I got to get figure out when he's got time. But um, That's crazy. I wanna, a man I w- having a baby has got to be just, that's insane. Wild, yeah. 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 Did his, he make the news? He added to his family. His wife actually had the baby. Oh, I see. I gotcha. Uh, yeah. But, and he's a no markup dealer, so I'm really curious. They don't mark above MSR up at Glendale uh, Jeep and Ram, and I'm curious um, kind of his philosophy on that. Hmm. Well, his philosophy is we don't mark them up. Right, because we want to have a long-term relationship with the customer and not fleece them out the front door. Apparently that not so much with uh, the Ford dealers. So we're going to try and get Jackson on or or somebody uh, from the dealership angle because I'm curious. I want to talk about things like is the undercoating worth it? You know, all the dealership stuff that you want to know. Yeah. Yeah. All right. uh, Hey, Lightning, did you hear? No, I did not. Uh, the refreshed 2022 GMC Sierra 1500 delayed again. Oh, really? Yeah. Because? Uh, just supply issues, I guess. I mean, everything's sort of delayed right now. Uh, and chips. I was uh, When I was in Detroit a few weeks ago, drove by a lot that had 5,000 Ford uh, trucks just... Do you think that if I ordered a Ford F-150, I would get it this year? I heard that they are pushing special orders to the front of the line because they're pre they're spoken they're pre, for. They're called pre-sold. Oh, they're pre-sold. Yeah. Okay. So is that true? I don't know. Could, could I get? I don't Talk know. To your dealer. I just thought you might have the answer. I uh, no. You're the guy. Oh, you don't know. I don't know. Okay. I would imagine that's true. But uh, your dealer, your local dealer. Uh, if only you had a Ford dealer contact. I am going to head over to uh, Ken Grody Ford. Why? Be, I don't know why. Who should I go to? What Ford dealership are you uh, suggesting? You can go uh, Team Ford in Vegas owned by uh, trophy truck racer Steve Olegas. I don't know him. Oh, well, I do, and they would probably take good care of you. That's uh, But then getting it serviced would be a pain. I don't want to go to Vegas. Sur- you don't have to take it to your dealer you bought it from? Yeah. I was going to head over to Ken Grody. I've already talked to the uh, fleet manager. Okay. I mean, unless team is going to hook a brother up. I'm just saying. I'll drive to Vegas. I'm j- Listen, I, fa- I mean, here I am trying to give you an excuse to go to Vegas for the day. I'm in. <laughs> I don't even. I don't even know Grody. Who are they? <laughs> yeah, right. I know a team out in Vegas. My buddy Holman hooked me up with them. That's right. I'm going uh, in two weeks, three, four weeks after I get back from <laughs> our party at at four at four Suns. Uh huh. Okay. Yeah. Holman, how you feeling about reading some email? Man, we got a stack of it. 
Does that mean yes? You email? Yeah. I email. Do it. We email. That's right. Everybody email. Type it up. You email. Proofread. I email. Send it. We email. Click it. Everybody email. Is this the Holman Gotmo Bell remix? Yeah, for those of you that don't know or can't see what Holman's doing, he's hitting a, a bell you'd find at the uh, on the desk of a motel. <laughs> How do you know I didn't find it on the desk of a motel? Did, did you did you steal it? Let me I see. I actually don't know where that bell came from. I found it right one here. day and went That's me. And I went, that thing is awesome. I need I'm, to incorporate that into our podcast. Don't unscrew my bell. What are oh, you really? doing? Hold on a second. I'm just what? curious how it's fastened no, here. No, you right don't. Here. You're not curious. Knock okay, it off. Sh- let's get the full tenor. Re- you ready? It's a good sounding bell. It's a very nice bell. All right, here we go. All right, uh, let's see. Let's. Uh, oh man, we got a stack of emails. You got 40 emails over there, and I well, have and I, I, a big old goose egg on my well, uh, desk. Well, I saw today that we had some emails saying that we never read people's emails. Well, that's like, because the last no, the last two uh, shows we have not. Truckshowpodcast at gmail truckshowpodcast at gmail.com. Send us a note, won't you? All right, you start. I got to stand up right now to read this one. Uh, Which truck to get is the subject line from Eric Davis. Hey, guys, I've been listening to you on and off for the past couple of years. Thank you. But I've been a regular listener since the beginning of the year. So uh, interesting. He's uh, listening all the time now. I need your help. I need you to help me decide which truck I should buy. I'm going to be in the market next year, and I'm going to be getting a truck. Here's my scenario. I have a 1982 Jeep Scrambler that I take off-roading occasionally, so it's got to be up to hauling around 8,000 pounds. And either next year or the year after that, I plan on buying a travel trailer so I can go camping with the family. The truck will be my new daily driver, where my round-trip commute is approximately 55 miles, about 75% freeway. I live in Michigan, by the way, and here's what I'm going to be back and forth on. I love the Ram Power Wagon, but I'm sure I want, but I'm not sure I want to deal with 10 to 12 miles per gallon on my drive. Then I do like the Ram 1500, but I've been going back and forth between the tried and true 5.7 Hemi or the Eco Diesel. I like the thought of getting uh, mid to high 20 miles per gallon for my daily drives, but not sure if the added cost of the fuel, the depth, the maintenance will all be worth it for me. Not to mention that the previous generations of eco diesels had some bad, had a seriously bad rap, in my opinion. A little gun shy going that route. I don't mind the newest generation F-150, but I really like the Ram boxes that you can get with a Ram 15 and 2500s and feel that I could really use them. Let me know what you guys think. So here's the deal. He's looking at a Ram 1500 with either the 5.7 or the Eco Diesel. Um, it's really where he's at. Holman, I'm going to say that the new Eco Diesel is the way to go. Um, I know he doesn't want to deal with DEF, but DEF is not really a problem with the new Eco Diesel. Um, how are you feeling? You like the five seven or the Eco Diesel three liter? I actually love uh, both of them. Okay, I think if uh, you want the most power, the five seven is great. And I think if uh, you're looking for fuel economy or uh, torque, torque, then go with the Eco Diesel. Uh, also, keep in mind that the Eco Diesel maintenance is going to be higher than the gas engine, and the cost getting into it is going to be more. So that's a lot of gas that you can buy if you're trying to justify a business case. Yeah, but doesn't uh, the price of gas fluctuate more than the price of diesel? It, yeah, I've, but, you, I still, felt it but you still have to add DEF. It's still a consumable. So when you add the fuel and the DEF consumable, 
you still and the higher maintenance, yeah. the cost of ownership is going to be a lot higher. So sometimes it doesn't always pencil out as a business case. Sometimes it's you want the diesel, you want the diesel feel. Um, the new second gen Eco Diesel is a really good engine from uh, everything I've seen. I'm a fan of it. So um, sorry, I can't help you. <laughs> it right. just comes down to uh, what you're looking for and what your use case is. All right, uh, I got one here from Jacob Boone. He says, uh, Trucker Jones reminded me of something Holman told another listener a year or two ago. He said something along the lines of, you don't have to get the top line model like a Rubicon when you plan to build it up anyway. Sean mentioned a magazine project he was doing. When discussing the subject matter, he bought a Sahara and built it his way up to a Rubicon standard but with parts he wanted. Lightning can do the same thing. Oh, that was my old JK. On another note, you can't use the T-shirt as the reason you come first when hardly anyone has one. You still have them all, Lightning. So, yes, until you ship them out and finish Holman's truck, he should come first. Oh, I like that. Mm. That's uh, bellworthy. Says, uh, one more thing, modded F-150s. How many do you see at SEMA? A lot. How many companies make you aftermarket? Do not. No, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yes, you do. You do. You yes, you do. do not. Yes, you, you do. Are you, are you mental? Have you not been to SEMA? Are you high as a kite? A you lot. do not see very many modded F-150s. Uh, yes, you do. Police! How many companies make aftermarket parts for F-150s? A lot. How do they stay in business? Selling those parts. What kind of truck does Lightning want to buy? F-150. What does he want to do to it? Mod it. When would he mod it? As stated in this week's episode, before it leaves a lot. How many people also say this? A lot. Nope. How many points are being made here? A lot. Nope. Sometimes it feels like Lightning says things just to argue. Yes! Jacob, thank you! Lightning enjoys the argument. He's not always right, but he just likes to argue crap. Jacob, where do you live? Come on down to Four Sons. I'd love to uh, chat with you about this very subject matter. I'm telling you right now that he is 100% right. No, you know how much right he is? A lot. Carolina Squat, subject line from Sam Houston. You be the judge. Is it redonkulous or what? Pick taken out of a Camden, South Carolina. Uh, apology for the crappy iPhone. And it is a uh, it's a truck. I can't tell because it's really far in the distance. Taken through his windshield. And uh, it's doing the Carolina squat. Although, according to Jordan Mulbauer of Daytona Truck Meet, it, it's, it's from somewhere in Florida. It's not a Carolina thing at all. Somehow they just called it the Carolina squat and it's stuck. It's the panhandle push. No, that's not what it was. It is the, uh, the panhandle push. It's the um, uh, Daytona dump. Oh, that one's funny. You like that one? It's the uh, Tampa tap down. The Tallahassee lean. Nah, it's the Fort Lauderdale f up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, got one here from uh, Austin Meston. He says, Jingles. He says, So I recently moved from Iowa to Florida. My wife hates the cold. And during that drive, I listened to some 70 ish episodes of TSP. Oh, my wow. God. Dude, I'm sorry. We uh, 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 apologize? I don't know what we can do. do. Can we send him a shirt? Nah. All right. Uh, I had a couple of thoughts during all of that listening. One is that the toe episode never happened, though it was heavily promised. It's true. I'm actually still working on the toe No, you're so. not. No, you're I not, actually am. You haven't even started. Nope, I actually am. I reached out to some started. people, and I keep getting like, De- yeah, we'd love to be on the show. Here's no, the link to schedule. And then they go, then they go. <laughs> so I'm, wor- I'm working on it. Uh, he also said one was a bonus ode, bonus ode, bonus ode, where you guys just play all the jingles, discuss them if you wish, or just play them all back to back. Bonus ode because if you have those whiny folks that would just complain about the jingles, they don't have to listen. That's what I said. Mm. Your latest episode sort of started to scratch that itch, but I think you should continue it. My two cents. Thanks, guys, for the content. Super enjoy the show. By far my favorite podcast. Austin Meston, thank you very much. And uh, I still think we should do a bonus that has all of our jingles and how we arrived at it. I think Lightning doesn't like doing this, and he said it, but 
I'm just, I'm at the point where I'd like to share a little bit, you know, behind the scenes. And Lightning's like, no, we can never show them how the sausage is made. But then Lightning talks and he does that all the time, so I don't get it. I don't, I don't know what you're saying. I, I just don't want to play them all back to back. I think it's just funnier if every once in a while we... Squatted truck subject line from Trevor Haynes. What up, boys? So I've sent in a couple pictures of my Tahoe that I had before. You know, it's squatted. Hold on a second. We have a squatted truck listener? We have lots of them. We do? Yes. Hmm. I don't know how to feel about all that. Types. Really? Yeah. What do you mean? We, we're, listen, you like trucks, we like you. Do we like a person with a squatted truck? I mean, we can appreciate them, sure. Okay. All right. Well, we like you, Trevor. We're not sure about your, your Tahoe. <laughs> So he says it's not hard to see out of, and he says that there are some that are outrageous, but the normal truck you'd see, uh, like a 16-year-old driving, is a, a, like a 6 or a 7 and 9-inch lift, and he says it's not that hard to see out of. It's about the same vision as you'd, you know, with a, with a rear lift in. Uh, he's been listening for about a year now, uh, making his 10-hour workdays bearable, so thank you very much. He works at a what, Holman? Whataburger. Nope. Oh. This is your dream. It's my my job is my dream. No, this, this podcast no, is no, my dream. No, this is one of your dream jobs. You ready? Yeah. It's not working in and in and out. It's almost better. Uh, Culver's. Nope. Mm. He works at a gun manufacturer. Oh. Working on CNC machines. You know that's uh, that's awesome. I just bought a bunch of uh, upgraded parts for my 1911. See, there you go. I uh, I'm going with the Wilson Combat Spring Kit, the uh, Wilson Combat Barrel, and my gunsmith is going to. Uh, Machine the front of the gun off so it has the awesome uh, flat bull nose look to it. Got a new Dawson sight for the front and had these beautiful uh, desert ironwood grips custom made. So it's you and Trevor hanging out uh, in a tree. K-I-S-S-I-N-G over do, uh, CNC'd guns. I'd love to do that with him. Uh, oh, there! Uh, here's a picture of his Tahoe. That's clean. It is not nearly as squatted as I expected. No. He's got some, uh, some chromey homey like rims on there. Looks like he just has a couple bodies in the back. He's got a set of like 26s on here, or, or they might be bigger. Nah, 26s looks like on here. Lightning Trucks and E-Plates from Ryan Chug. Oh, no. Says, uh, hey, Lightning and P. Holman, or P. Holman and Lightning. What's up, guys? Not much going on here in the great state of Kentucky other than the infestation of cicadas. Cicadas or cicadas? Cicadas. I've always said cicadas. Cicadas. As well as the clearing of all- According to the news, cicadas. They've been talking about a lot of cicadas. I don't trust the news. Yeah. Okay. Uh, First, including this program. First off, I've got to sort of say that while I disagree and dislike E-Plates, I agree that Lightning should have the guys that created them on, as I'd like to hear both sides of the story, but limit the conversation so P. Holman- can have someone he'd like to interview also on the episode of the podcast so no one comes on unhappy. But like the rest of the emailers have probably said, I'm not the biggest fan of tracking or any advertising on my car, but Lightning is certainly entitled to what he likes on his vehicles. Well, that's a dumb answer, Ryan. Uh, (laughs) Which leads me to my next topic, Lightning. I firmly believe in what P. Holman is saying in the context of your next truck. Dude, let's be real here. You have a sponsor that sells trucks, and you keep complaining that P. Holman never takes you anywhere off-road. Solution. Get a Nissan Titan with a Pro 4X, build up slowly with the guidance of P. Holman on a build, and uh, do a bank series on it or something. Nope, because then it would be taken away by the... Anyway, uh, you don't need another lower <laughs> truck. I mean, you're getting pretty sick of the C20 already lowered to the ground. Why have another one? Think of all the camping and the trips you could be taking with the fam and also with P. Holman. I mean, P. Holman only has so much room with him and his tiny little Jeep JL. Got to show him up and make those sponsors happy with the Titan, the board of the system, uh, Dirt Last Parts, Onyx app. He does Damn, he's getting show. all the he's plugs good. in. Like yeah, that. you're, like you're hired. Uh, What's this guy's name again? Uh, this is Ryan Chuck. And he Ryan. says, uh, just my opinions on both matters, but since I'm an F-150 driver and hearing Lightning's previous critiques of all the F-150s, 
I think I can safely say he's either a Chevy boy or another brand guy, as we simply don't want him. <laughs> that's, that's not true. I've uh, never owned a Ford, and I've talked about it. I've always wanted to own uh-huh. one. I think it's time. He says, ha ha. Also, kidding aside, seriously consider the two points made. Also, P. Holman, what mods would you recommend to a guy with a 2005 Ford F-150 that would like to go overlanding or car camping? Also, next time your guys are in the Cincinnati, Louisville area, give me a shout. I'll happily buy you both some Waffle House and some bourbon. Both things I like and Lightning doesn't, so I'll take his- Now, uh, hold on a second. I said I do like bourbon. I'm just not familiar with it. I I wouldn't know the brands. So I have to rely on friends to guide me in the right direction. And the Waffle House, I'm not a fan of, but if we were going with him- If we were free, you would- No, not about being free. If he off, I would go. Okay. It's not so bad I wouldn't go if someone said, hey, let's get together. Uh, here's the deal with overlanding or car camping. Uh, you don't need much. On an older truck like that, don't go spend $50,000. Go put some decent shocks on it. Put a decent tire on it. Maybe even get a camper shell off a of Craigslist or something like that. Throw a bedroll in the back. Go camping. Have fun. Do you get a freshy, fresh Gaylord shell. They are sweet. Don't you think? I mean, there's all kinds. You, you get a snug top. top or whatever, but yeah. I actually like the uh, smart cap from RSI. That thing's awesome. I haven't seen Modular, that one. Modular stainless steel. Oh. oh. Those are sweet. Yeah, that's spendy, though. We should have them on. Gaylord? Smart cap. Oh. I have not heard of them, but sure. We also should have someone from Gaylord. Or then you, they're right around the corner from well, us. Well, you know, you say that, and then you never. I just book thought anybody. of it right now. All right, right write, now it down, we have write it down. Right here, I write am. it down. Gaylord. Got it. All right, I wrote it down. All right, I've already forgotten it. Ugh, Jesus. <laughs> uh, keep up the awesome work on the podcast, guys. Yeah, that was a real example of our awesome work right there. Uh, mounted them parameters. Mounted parameters. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy! And remember, everything matters. Thanks for watching, and remember, everything matters. He says, uh, y'all got them. Five stars. Congratulations. You have earned five stars. Thank you. Easter egg, subject line from Jacob Boone. We'll give Lightning one compliment. That one Easter egg at the end. Oh, thanks. (laughs) Okay. You guys should listen to the very end of the show, because I usually drop a nug in there. You really drop nugs? <laughs> drop a nugget. All right, uh, Lightning's Defense, Sticky Fingers Bad and Good. And this is from Leander Peters. Says, hello, Holman and Lightning. Three parts to this email. First, Lightning gets ragged on pretty bad about Holman's truck not getting finished. But isn't he in marketing at Banks? Correct me if I'm wrong, but I wouldn't think that would be even up to him. Isn't someone else in charge or of what order projects get completed? No, that's that's Lightning. That's it's kind of me. What he does. This, yeah. Uh, second, a few months back, you were discussing the sticky steering wheel on a work truck and looking for a solution other than replacing it. Did you find something that works? Mine is starting to do the same. Yeah, man, it is Nasty. bad now because it got green. when it was cold over the uh, over the winter time. It, it got all right, and now yeah. I, I drove it the other day just to uh, to grab lunch. Bleach. Holy mackerel! Yeah, it was my, my literally. I feel when I when I call, you're squeezing it. a colony and they're fighting you back. Oh my god! There's a colony of bacteria on it. And they've been fine, and now you get in on a hot day, and when you squeeze them, they get angry, so they try and attack your skin, and that's why it's sticky. It's so weird, Holman. Literally, I'm 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 holding the steering wheel, and I as I went to pick my hand off the steering wheel, I watched my skin stay yeah. on the steering yeah, wheel. That's great. It was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, last but not least, I wanted to share with you some pictures of the Dutch oven ribs I made We recently. are nothing if not professional, uh, don't you think? No, of course. <laughs> Being relatively new to Dutch oven cooking and having never made ribs before, I had no idea if they would turn out. But after two and a half hours in the ovens, they were falling off the bone delicious. Uh, those pictures look awesome. They look really good. Can I, I, am, can I see? I'm going to eat this page right now. <laughs> mm, where it go? It's in his mouth. Does not, that just happened. Nah, does not now how are you going to read good. the rest now? 
Uh, I oh, said, there's slobber on that piece of paper. We're at the end. He says, uh, keep up the great show, and remember, everything matters. Leander. Thanks for watching, and remember, everything matters. Lowering kit subject line from Ron Williams. I'm looking for recommendations for a lowering kit and installer. I could, but I really just don't want to. For my 2017 single cab Silverado, just a 4.6 drop, I'm thinking. I don't want to C-notch the frame or do anything crazy. It's my daily commuter. Thanks, Ron. Oh, P.S. My other ride is a 97 F-250 7.3 with a Banks Power Pack. Love it. Oh, and five stars. Five star review. Five stars. All right, so I'm going to, my recommendation would be a McGoy's. 4.6. I think they have a 4.6. I know they have a 3.5. I'd have to go on the website, but McGoy's. It's not spelled McGoy's. It, it's Maga- spelled like McGoy's. Yeah, yeah, it's weird, but uh, spell it McGoy's <laughs> and you'll you'll find it. But yeah, they, they make good stuff. Uh, they're, they're, they're one of the few uh, drop kits that a lot of Chevy dealers sell or and will bake into your lease or, you know, payment. All right, got another one here uh, from uh, our friend Chris at Old Trucks Work on Instagram. The subject matter is E-plates are terrible. But not because they're ugly. Well, he's got to be because he doesn't want to be tracked. I mean, probably. Right. Hey, guys, I was listening to your lively debate about e-plates. I hate them, too, but not because they're vanity plates or anything like that. I can really care less what kind of pink, purple nerfle that Lightning has on his license plate. What he does in the privacy of his own home or truck is really none of my business. The oh, thing yeah, is, it is. The thing is, none of us will have a choice in about 10 years. This, of course, is all related to electric vehicles and fuel tax. Government needs some way to relate road usage to automobile licensing if that vehicle doesn't use gasoline or diesel. This will become particularly critical to government once you have big trucks using electric drivetrains over the road. E-plates will be how they do it. The fact that they already have the infrastructure in place to issue these plates and probably collect data is just more proof of that fact. When you go to renew your plate, they'll just look up how much mileage you put on the vehicle the previous year, and that will be your mileage charge to renew your car licensing. Don't like $500 car tabs? Try $1,500 car tabs or more. Uh, for size, California will be the first in this van. California will be, of course, in the vanguard of this movement. This does mean if you're still rocking something with a internal combustion engine, you will be double taxed. Once for fuel and once for road usage. Have a nice day. Thanks, Chris. Chris, that's awfully depressing, but I can't say I disagree with you in the slightest. This is the slow roll, the slippery slope that gets them. Uh, like you said, the infrastructure is already in place. They're doing testing. They're going to, uh, you know, hopefully the. Consumer rights and privacy groups will fight them. I don't think I, I'm not a believer that you should be uh, taxed on your mileage. I think that you should be able to be free. Um, but I also think they need to figure out a better way to replace road use uh, tax for vehicles that aren't at the pump. So we got to figure that out. But it shouldn't come down to uh, you know knowing that Joe Blow drove fifty thousand miles last year, and now because you didn't pay for gasoline, you are paying for two thousand dollars of registration or. Or whatever. That's just uh, that's that's crazy. It's either going to be through plates, or they're going to do it to your phone, or you know, because you can't run fifty miles an hour. So if you're moving at fifty miles an hour, they're going to know you drove. So somehow they're going to figure it out. And now, listen, that's not figuring it out. That's being more Big Brother. Uh, yeah, that's true. Look, I'm not in favor of that. Come on, don't don't be silly. That's not what I'm in favor of. I like the fact that it's ink. You know what I mean? I like the fact it's a digital plate. I have no interest in being tracked. Um, and, and yeah, there's some of that like, well, they're going to do it anyway. I mean, it is going to happen. It's going to happen at some point. Mm. Our children or our children's no, children, no, it will happen. No, no, that no, you're, no, you're the guy that's giving up. No, I'm not giving yeah, up. You're, you're like, that's going to happen, whatever. It's going to happen I'm anyway. I'm not doing that. No, I'm telling you that I would end up I, – I see both sides of this, right? I really do. I see both sides. I just want it because I like the piece of electronics. I don't want to be tracked. No, no, no. I'm not even talking about that. I'm just saying that you are like, uh oh, 
Ten years, they're gonna be tracking us anyway. I don't, I don't know. It's like I don't want to get political. It's like all the people are like. Listen, there's a big pendulum uh, swing that's gotta happen at some point, and people gotta be like, no, I'm not. We're not. I'm not dealing with this anymore. I don't. The problem is, is that you and I and and people like our listeners that don't want to be tracked and don't want Big Brother following us around. There are unfortunately more people that do. They do want to be tracked because they believe it makes their life easier. Their location services are always on on their phones, right? They like it because when they go into a right, store, it's convenient. it recommends something. It says, oh, I see you're in uh, Walmart. You might want this thing. And they go, oh, yeah, I do want this thing. My life just got better. Well, it got easier. It didn't necessarily get better. Uh, and it's, dude, I, I mean, I'll tell you a punchline to a joke. There's three morals to the story. Number one, just because you find yourself in shit doesn't mean it's all over. Number two, just because somebody helped you out of that pile of doesn't mean they're your friend. And number three, if you're warm and happy, keep your mouth shut. Okay. I've got to dissect that joke. (laughs) Next one is uh, titled Tech Questions with Gail from Chris Paul. Hey, guys, I'm a huge fan of the Killing a Duramax series, and I want to know if it's possible to get set up with the parameters uh, that kill an engine on any diesel. All right. He says EGTs, which of course are exhaust gas temperatures, fuel pressure and manifold temps, etc., are all easy to get a hold of. But things like cylinder pressure and crank injection angle definitely seem to be more difficult to monitor. And that is true. Is crank injection angle a factory parameter that Gale needs off the L5P PCM or is it an accessory Gale added off the I-Dash? As for cylinder pressure, the Kistler monitor is extremely expensive. Uh, it's also called a Kybox. That's the one we have at work. Uh, but did you know that VW and Audi glow plugs have built-in cylinder pressure sensors? No, I did not. Making an adapter for an engine to run a single VW or Audi glow plug uh, with a Banks iDash add-on could be reasonably priced option to bring a cylinder pressure data to the average Joe. That's interesting. I did not know. I'm guessing that Gail did. Loving the tech that Gail brings. Now I just want to apply it to my diesel to ensure it lives a happy life. Bad tuning kills diesels, and the info Gail brings can prevent that. Thanks, Chris. Uh, wow, a lot to unpack here. I'll make it short. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was short. <laughs> no, I, 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 I do know. So exhaust gas temperatures are going to kill your uh, – they're, they're going to shorten the life of your turbo. The fuel rail pressure, not as much. It, 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 it will eventually hurt your fuel pump if it's too high. Um, the manifold temps, yes, that's going to degrade everything. Cylinder pressure, yes, obviously bad. How are we monitoring it? Uh, that is with the Kybox. And uh, the crank injection angle is something that we added. It's not available, uh, but we could bring it to the masses. It just might be expensive, and only guys like you would buy it. Chris, I'm actually going to give this uh, note to Gail and have him uh, answer these more formally because I'm simply not qualified. I sit there, uh, like many people, and uh, in awe and learn just like you do. So I'll, I'll get some answers for you. All right. Well, uh, I'm going to uh, answer the question that everybody's been asking on this episode, and that's when does it end? <laughs> that you were going to say, when does lightning die? <laughs> no, no, it's not that morbid. Still need you. Oh. Right. <laughs> All right, truckshowpodcast at gmail.com is how you get a hold of us. 24 hours a day, send us a note, we'll read it. Truckshowpodcast at gmail.com. The Truck Show, The Truck Show, The Truck Show, oh, oh.
Hey guys, we really want to hear from you. The uh, Five Star Hotline uh, hasn't pinged in a while. We want to get some more uh, voicemails on there. 657-205-6105. 657-205-6105. Please leave us a message. Tell us what's on your mind. Ask us a question. Uh, tell Lightning uh, something that'll make him sad for the entire week. No, we do uh, you guys whatever do that on you want to do. Stop it! Stop it! Don't do that. Hey, uh, July thirty first at Four Sons Brewery in Huntington Beach, California. If you're if you're within driving distance, or you can grab a cheap Southwest flight. Dude, you got to stay down. What's the What's the place? The Hilton, right on the beach there. Yeah, the Waterfront Hilton. The Waterfront Hilton. Yeah. If you can afford to stay there, what is it like? Three hundred bucks a night? No, I live there. Why would I have a hotel there? I'm telling them because it is a listen. Dope if spot. you want to fly in, you can fly into John Wayne Airport. Southwest flies into there, so it's only about a fifteen minute uh, jaunt from the airport. If somebody's crazy and wants to fly, in. I think it will be there from like one to four or something like that. I mean, hey, that if you good. fly in early, I'll come and pick you up. It's lightning saying that. That's weird, but okay. I'm just saying I'll But then you have to interview them on your trip over. Sure, I'll do that. We'll bring t-shirts, we'll bring some stickers, uh, and we'll uh, we'll bring ourselves. We're going to bring ourselves. Uh, yeah, Four Sons Brewery in Huntington Beach, California. Yeah. Right join off us, uh, Gothard. Uh, yeah, join us. Uh, well, they can Google it. Yeah, uh, yep. join us on uh, July 31st. We want to thank Nissan for supporting the show for all these years. Thank you very much. They make a badass truck in the Titan, the Titan XD, and of course, if you're looking for a midsize truck, the Frontier. Right, and the Titan and the Titan XD come with the industry-leading five-year, 100,000-mile warranty and the most standard V8 horsepower in its class. You can get yourself uh, Titan boxes, zero-gravity seats, Fender audio system, Pro 4X with Bilstein shocks, all from the factory. You can build a price at NissanUSA.com or just roll into your local Nissan dealer. And if you're looking for batteries, check out DuralastParts.com where you can find the Pro Power batteries. They're an installer-only brand that delivers OE or better cranking and reserve capacity with a nationwide five-point roadside assistance warranty as well. The Duralast Pro Power comes in the Pro Power, which is reliable power for the customer who is cost-conscious and just wants to get back on the road for one-year warranty. Pro Power Plus meets or exceeds OE for the customer who wants a dependable factory replacement with a two-year warranty. Or the Pro Power Ultra, designed to outperform OE for the customer who needs more starting power for extreme climate and power-hungry applications. Maximum number of plates and grids deliver the most power during startup and up to 1,000 cranking amps. That's a three-year warranty. And, of course, the Absorb Glass Matte Pro Power AGM. It's a battery that provides starting power, deep cycle capability, and advanced technology for vehicles with accessories that demand greater power. Two times the cycle life of conventional batteries. And it has a three-year warranty. You'll find them all at DuralastParts.com. Now, this is the part of the show where lightning is wrong yet again. Nope, your note. Know your notes. All right, at the beginning of the show, Holman played a, was it an S-type Borla exhaust system? Yep. All right, so he played the stock truck, and then he played one with an S-type. We'll do it from, one more time. Here's stock. All right. All right, and here is the Borla S-type exhaust. All right, hit me. So much throatier. Way better. Yeah, like I said, it's definitely a four-cylinder, and you said earlier it's a 3.6. Now, wait a minute. Hold on a second. Wait, I said four-cylinder, and then you said 3.6. That one is not equal to the other. Okay, so it's a six-cylinder. Okay. It's a 3.6-liter six-cylinder what? Okay. That it's not a Jeep, it's not a is it a gladiator with a three six? It is not a gladiator, but it is a truck. So it's gotta be the what else did the three six come in? 
The three six or another three six? Well, a three six. Okay. Sorry, I was thinking the Pentastar. There are other companies oh, that make a yeah. three point six liter V six in the truck. All right, so is that a that's a Toyota then, right? That's a Toyota Tundra. No. Hmm. That's a Nissan Frontier. I mean, just start going through mid-sized trucks with V6s. You're halfway there. You're more than halfway there. Okay, it's a Chevy. I don't know. Are you are you asking me, or is that your answer? It's a Honda Ridgeline. I dude, I don't know. I'm kidding. Yes, this will be the boiler exhaust for the 2015 to 2021 3.6 liter gas. V6 in the Chevy Colorado and GMC Canyon. Ah. Dang it. I, I, I ha- it's the same issue I have with names. I cannot remember people's names. I can't remember, I can't remember t- truck types associated with exhaust notes. I just can't. <laughs> it's fascinating to me. It's so weird. Now, I may be an idiot, but there is one thing I am not, sir, and that, sir, is an idiot. You know what? I, I I get the big... You do get a gong. All right, well, if you want something as powerful sounding as that gong and you uh-huh. want to take that puny exhaust and make it sound great, you want to head over to Borla.com where you can check out the Touring, the S-Type, or the Attack exhaust systems for all modern trucks. They're made out of T-304 stainless steel, have a no-drone guarantee, and come with a million-mile warranty made right here in the United States. Borla.com. When you open up the cardboard box revealing that Borla exhaust, you hear... In full disclosure, not a truck. But what you can do with your truck is go get lost and then found again with uh, Onyx Off-Road. Head over to onxmaps.com where you I, can- I, I don't think that you're going to get lost with that exhaust note. Everyone's going to know where you are. <laughs> yeah, that's probably true. <laughs> uh, well, in case you can't get the attack system for the C8 Corvette, which is what that was, ah. uh, uh, make sure that you uh, download the Onyx Off-Road app to your iPhone, your Android device, your tablet, or even your laptop where uh, the Onyx app, my personal favorite for when I go off-road, I love it, I use it. You can find open trails near you. You can find feature trails. You can track trips, add custom waypoints, download maps for offline use, so even if you don't have a cell signal or Wi-Fi, there are interactive maps. You can find campsites, non-ethanol fuel stations. You can use 3D and satellite maps to uh, plan your route. You can also uh, use across all of your devices. Change on one changes all of them, so no matter what device you have, you can go and uh, check out Onyx. So onyxmaps.com or Onyx Off-Road in the Google Play or App Store. And you can even check it out. Uh, they have a seven-day trial, and they don't even require your credit card. So find your favorite trails off-road at onyxmaps.com. Well, Holman, I think you'd agree that this show was below average. You get nothing. You lose. Good day, sir. No, 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 no. That's not true at all. You get something, but only if you show up to Four Sons Brewery on July 31st from 1 to 4 in Huntington Beach, California, where you can come have a beer with Lightning and I. And while supplies last, we'll even give you a t-shirt and maybe a sticker. The Truck Show Podcast is a production of Motor Trend Group. This podcast was created and produced by Sean Holman and Jay Tillis with production elements by DJ Omar Khan. If you like what you've heard, please head over to Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star rating. And if you're a fan of the Truck Show Podcast, we encourage you to visit and patronize our sponsors. It's a middle finger to the fans is what it is.